I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, my A real life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become a hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. It's The Real Brian Show. My gosh, it is so glorious here today. You know, but it's always glorious on Superhero Friday. And I have this crazy person that is going to be joining me here today on The Real Brian Show, or at least his name suggests it. And, you know, as with any Friday episode, it's time to relax, laugh, smile, be entertained. And hey, wait a minute here. When do, when do we get entertained? How come it's always me doing the entertaining while you get to sit back and do nothing and I... Hey, stop, wait. Fine. Let's rock it. I actually do enjoy the entertaining. I am the real Brian. And joining me today, the mad scientist. What's up, everyone? Mad scientist here. Where's your laugh? (laughs) (laughs) You know know that? (laughs) No, yeah, it's been a long time since I've pulled that laugh out. I'm going to have to practice that one. And uh, we'll get back to that in a little bit. Here's a good time as any practice. Go, go. Come on. All right. Uh, yes. Wahaha. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, that is. Uh, you just made my Friday. Thank you. And that's a glorious, glorious thing. Well, thanks for joining me here today. Thanks for having me. Dude, it's good to have good you. To be with you again. I know. This is crazy. We did radio way back in the day. It's been a while now. Yeah. Years. Well, you know, you had to go off to med school. Yep. So that was uh, the original reason for the oh, split. Is that right? No. <laughs> the breakup. <laughs> I ran away and never came back. Yeah. It was devastating to both of us. It was. it was a horrible day. Reconnecting now after a few years away. You know, it's been good because we, we sort of, I mean, whenever you come back, you know, we see each other hang out periodically and uh, we've gamed a little bit and, and it was the weirdest thing because I reached out. Was it a few weeks ago now? A couple weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, a couple weeks. Yeah, and I was just like, dude, what's going on? I haven't talked to you in a couple months, and and it was just good timing. Yeah, it was fantastic timing. I was going through some life stuff and really needed some positive affirmation, and that's right when I got a message from Brian. Wow. I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> I love it when timing like that happens, and you're kind of going, huh. And you're like, what prompted you? I'm like, uh, just wanted to say hi. Yep. <laughs> I have no idea where that came from, but I'm glad it did. Well, I'm glad you're here and I'm I'm glad we get to finally do a co-host thing again because yeah, it's interesting. We've done radio, we've never done uh, you know, podcasting or anything like that. It's true. But here we are. I think again. back when we were working together, podcasts were barely a thing. Yeah, I remember we tried to start a podcast with what was the show <laughs> Organized Chaos. I totally lost the name of it already. We were doing Organized Chaos. And we tried to figure out how to do podcasting and uh, I enlisted the help of some people who, you know, computer guys who knew what RSS feeds were and they were trying to go in there and and create their own RSS feeds and we couldn't figure it out. And I thought, I I don't know what's going on here. Oh my gosh, it's so easy now. It's a different story. Uh, It's so beautiful. We used to do Mad Flow Wednesdays, right? Hump days? Oh yeah. Wow. That's well, that was the the whole mad science. How How did the mad scientist come about? The whole name? I think we needed a name for me. The first time I did a show, because we were like, oh, you can't use your real name. Nobody does that. Nobody does that, ever. (laughs) Clearly. I think you asked me what my major was, because I was still in college at the time. I was a chemist. Were you in college really? Yep. It was like my third year when we started doing that. Gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. It's been, yeah, it's been a very long time. It's hard to understate that. (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, we were like, oh, so you're a scientist. We We should go with something based on that. And you're like, no, wait, I've got it. You're going to be the mad scientist. Yeah. Because you kind of knew me already and, you know, I'm crazy. And that's where the maniacal laugh came from. Yep. Now, I actually I, had to work my way into that one because I did not have the maniacal laugh when I first started doing shows with you. I kind of had to develop that over time. I had to grow into the role that we set out for me. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it started, you know, you, you started off very timid and unsure because that's, you know, that's how we all start off behind the microphone, <laughs> which makes sense. 
and I remember this one time I asked you to do a station ID for us and, and you were trying to come up with this really, you know, like seductive hello kind of thing. And, uh, here's what it came out to be right here. Hello. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> oh dear God. Why? I have immortalized it forever. Yeah. We got to Hold on. Hold on. Hello. <laughs> it's awesome. I have used that ever since I'll, I'll Oh my gosh, I'll, I'll just, I'll get on Skype with somebody or I'll, I'll call somebody up or I'll just be sitting, you know, at like a coffee shop and walk up to some random, random stranger and I'll just walk up and I'll be like, hello. And it doesn't go well. I would not expect it to. It's, <laughs> it's worked about as well for me. Uh, no, you know what happened That's, is uh, you said you were choking on water or something when you said that. I was trying to take a drink. I think this is my memory of it, but yeah, yeah you're absolutely right. I was going for the sexy voice and... I think I choked and got a frog in my throat Came out the and tried voice. to sound sexy at the same time. And none of those things actually worked. Oh, I love it. It was a glorious moment. It was just this perfect storm of, wow. and now that's immortalized in audio and I'm horrified. No, it's fine. You know, we actually have taken it, you know, that much further. So it's like, hello, even though that's not oh, at yeah. all what you did, but you know, it's more fun that way. No, absolutely. And I think that is how we greet each other every time we have a phone call. We try to. Yeah. Hello. Now, I will say this. This is another thing that I've brought over from our radio days, but it is tradition here being that it's Friday. You ready? Come on. You remember this? (laughs) How could I forget? Thank God it's so much cheese involved in this song. Oh, yeah. (sighs) I have different levels of cheese, by the way. So, you know, you say something's cheesy. And uh, I've, I've got a little rating system here that I think it's very important that we share with everybody. Okay, hit me. So, you know, when you think of something that's cheesy, you got to think about your cheeses. All right. So now, is it a good cheese? So it's like, wow, that was cheesy, but man, that was good. That was fun. It was entertaining, but it was cheesy, right? So that's right. where you have like an espresso infused aged cheddar, right? Ooh. See what I'm saying? Yeah, um, I see or, what you're or saying. Or a fine smoked Gouda or, or, you know, you name your favorite cheese, right? And yeah, then, of absolutely. course, the other end of the spectrum is, you know, Cheese Whiz or Velveeta. <laughs> That's just like terrible cheese. That's the worst possible movie ever or thing you've yes. seen or watched or right. But somehow still popular. Exactly. Now, why do I bring this up? Well, because that song is cheesy, but it's it's I don't know if I could go with an espresso infused fine cheddar, but we're, you know, oh, no, it's not nearly all. On that side of the spectrum. No, but we're in the, at least the cheddar phase. We're, we're up there. We're not at Velveeta stage. Yeah, I, okay. I I'll, I'll give you that one. Yeah. Now, I want to go into this, though, because uh, speaking of cheesy, saw Power Rangers this week. <laughs> <laughs> You're a little bit ahead of me on that one. Oh, why did I do it? Oh, why? Are you regretting the choice? No, that was cheese. Absolute. Che- I expected nothing. I expected Velveeta, actually, but it was, it, mm. it was you know, maybe a maybe a decent cheddar you know like okay. a lucerne cheddar maybe not quite a tillamook or a you know a Kerrygold cheddar but you know it was up there all right um i'll tell you what though i i never watched the show in fact i was pretty young when it came out and i remember we used to make fun of it a lot like this is the stupidest thing ever it's cheesy we never watched it sure um the preview however for the movie looked really good so i decided oh what the heck let's have a popcorn flick let's just go and enjoy it so I did, and it really was a lot better than I was expecting, but it was definitely cheesy, and and uh, I remember walking out and going, or actually, it was, you know, my friend Johnny, he was like, well, that was a plot we'll forget. I'm like, what plot? <laughs> no, I really... There's a point other than the giant robot, what were those, dinosaurs? Well, I Lions? kept saying, form Voltron, you know, because uh, I, I had this, like, hint of memory that was like, I think they copied Voltron, if I remember correctly which I didn't remember very well. And you know, they, ah. did. they, they formed Voltron and I'm like, Oh, that's right. They, this was the group that copied Voltron. I forgot about that. It's, you know, the five paladins or the five power rangers and they all are yeah. in their mechanical, you know, animal things. And they all form this giant robot. I'm like, yep. Something, something together. We are stronger. Something. Yep. Hello, Voltron. So I had forgotten about that, but I was like, okay, well, it was cheesy. Uh, you know, if you, if you were a fan of Power Rangers, then you should see the movie. If you never watched it, then, well, if you just want something cheesy and fun and happy, go for it. But finally did. Now, we talked about this a little bit last week. I did finally see Beauty and the Beast as well. 
All right, you finally caught up to me then. Yes. Now, of course, Sarah wanted to see that. I was kind of like, I don't know. I'm I'm not really into a lot of those kind of movies, but we'll go see it. What did you think, first of all? I actually enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. I've been really split on the idea of live-action remakes of Disney movies. So some have been a lot better than I was expecting, and some have not really lived up to my hopes for them. Yeah. This was one that I actually was not expecting to be very good just based on trailers that I'd seen, but it was really solid. The original yeah. remains one of my favorite Disney cartoon movies, so it's hard to top that. Sure. But they actually did a good job. They kept the spirit of the original and added some new, really fresh stuff. Yeah. I had a horrifying realization halfway through the movie that Gaston is my favorite character, <laughs> so that was a little bit of a shock. <laughs> he he really did a was it Luke Evans right he did a great great job Luke Evans was having oh more gosh. fun than the rest of the cast put together oh dude when his, he made that movie his facial expressions were I mean everybody was laughing every time he would give you one of those smirks and you're just like dude he pulled yes. that off so well I was very impressed oh yeah he was the best part of the movie yeah I I don't know well yeah he was definitely up there for me too I'm trying to think I I, I still got to be honest I was a big fan of you know clock Gandalf. Gandalf, Gandalf, <laughs> clock, Gandalf. Yeah. Oh man. I'm like, dude, Gandalf is in this movie and Obi-Wan Kenobi is in this movie. So I'm happy. That's fair. Yeah. Worlds collide. Yeah. I was, uh, well, you know, lightsabers and wizards come on or, well, I guess we should say Jedis and wizards, but you know, if a lightsaber. Yeah, Jedis in, are basically space wizards. They really are. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. That's a good <laughs> Oh, we have a new slogan for for Star Wars now. Space Wizards. Space Wizards. I like that. That's probably what it was called before Star Wars. You know, same same letters. I feel like there was an original title for that. That was probably something close to it. They did have. I forgot what it was now. Oh, my gosh. And people are like, dude, it's, you know, shouting it at us right now. Oh, yeah. It wasn't Star Wars Um, originally. The original treatment was called like Journal of the Wills or something. That was part of it, too. The Wills was the Force, which, of course, they brought into Rogue One, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Tell you what, I loved Beauty and the Beast, by the way. I do not believe that takes away my man card. I have to say that uh, it far exceeded my expectations. Um, Now, granted, I'm a huge fan of of true musicals, though. I played in musicals, you know, played piano. Um, I actually got to help put together a a musical. And incidentally, our opening piece was Be Our Guest, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, I used to do that kind of stuff. You know, I've, I've seen Phantom of the Opera, Les Mis, some of those incredible musicals, you know, on actual professional stages and, uh, dude. So I love that kind of production. And I, I thought Beauty and the Beast was that level of production. And do you think they met that standard for a musical for like that? Yeah. Given that you have that history there. Yeah, I do. That's, that's what I was surprised by. I was expecting it to be a Disney movie where they sang like a lot of Disney movies. I did not expect it to be that full on you know, full production with, cause you know, they do that kind of production. It's great, but it's all animated. And granted yeah, a lot of this was true. CGI, but there were actual people in there as well doing stuff, which I thought was just fantastic. That's fantastic. And I kind of went in expecting Les Mis from a few years oh, ago. Yeah. Where they have the actors who really have no business singing, <laughs> doing all of the parts. So Wolverine. I think that was a large part of my yeah. being pleasantly surprised. Well, I, you know, I did not know Emma Watson could sing. That was a shock to me. Let alone sing like that. I was, I was impressed. Ditto. Yeah. That and, uh, well, pretty much any of them were, I mean, honestly, I can't even think of one person in that movie that I didn't enjoy their voice. That is fair. And again, I was waiting musician. for Cogsworth to start singing just so I yeah. could get Ian McKellen. I know. Just lifting his voice to the heavens. Never got I know, that. I know. A little disappointing. Gandalf sings. <sighs> or I guess we could say, you know, Magneto sings. That's, you know, depending on your. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that ruins the dignity of both the characters. Y- yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, I mean, Gandalf singing could work. Magneto. No, that doesn't work. Yeah, no, he's way too serious. Yeah, his his evil spirit would just be kind of crushed. It would just, I, I don't know. But hey, okay, so here's a here's a here's a question that I believe can determine the level of nerdiness here. Uh, so I made a comment the other day, and I said, "Man," because we said something about V'ger, Carbon Unit, Kirk, 
And I was like, okay. man, you know, Star Trek the motion picture is by far the best Star Trek movie ever. Ooh, that's a bold claim. Well, so what would be your normal response to that? Would it be like agreement, laughter, disagreement? <laughs> hmm. I, mean, I think it's an objectively good movie. I think there are other Star Trek movies that are a little bit better. So then the response when I said that was one, laughter, two, no, it's Star Trek five. Obviously. <laughs> Wait, which one's five? Oh, no. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, no, that was the pause there. The dramatic pause exactly. there was me trying to remember, shoot, I have a favorite. Which one is it? Oh, my gosh. No, it's not that one. I can tell you. I, no. It was the funniest conversation because I said, oh, you know, Star Trek, the motion picture is my favorite. And, you know, the other person laughed and said, no, it's Star Trek five. And I laughed and I said, oh, my gosh, I'm such a nerd. Well, yes. And by the way, the obvious answer is four. Four was good, though. Four is really good. Yeah. No, we were joking around. I mean, I actually one in five were like the worst. They have their merits, but, you know, OK, never mind. Like Star Trek fans are laughing and the everyone's else is like, what? <laughs> Star what? No, I'm kidding. Uh, it's yeah, it's OK. I was just uh, it, it was a random thing that I had to laugh at. All right. Yeah. All right. So tell me a little bit about med school right now. So you, you know, you, you go, you get your science degree, you graduate, you take a couple of years trying to figure out what's next. And then not to mention, it takes a while to get into med school. We know that this is true. And then of course you get accepted. It's the best thing ever. Now you're in med school. You're third year. Now you're getting old. Third dude. year. Holy cow. <laughs> I'm just totally kidding. Yep. I'm trying not to remember that. <laughs> no, you know what? My, my thought on being old is, uh, you're old when you die. Because then your body decomposes. So that is technically true. Yeah, exactly. Now I was talking to a guy who's in his eighties and, and you know, he's, he's riding his bike and he's doing all this stuff and he does not feel old to me. Uh, and then I've got, you know, people that I know that in their sixties that act like they're in their nineties. So, you know, it's all, it's all relative, right? It's all somebody's state of mind, but that's not what I'm talking about. I'm asking about med school. Like, what's it like? I mean, do you get to, uh, you know, use the paddles on people for fun? Uh, do you, I mean, what, what, what's going on, man? Not for fun. So, hey guys, (laughs) if only, right? Surprise! Hey guys, look. (laughs) You want to see a trick? (laughs) I can use the force. Yes. Okay. No, it's largely two years of just more classes. So they teach you a lot of the basics of different diseases that people are going to have when they come to see you. How you're going to diagnose them? Tests that you need to run. Studies that you need ordered. And all of that is kind of ingrained in just listening to lectures all day. And then there are some labs and activities in the afternoons and whatnot to go and kind of apply that. So we'll go and do like physical exams on each other and learn how to do a heart exam or a lung exam and all of that. And that's all kind of leading up to the clinical years, which are the third and fourth years, what I'm in the middle of right now, nice. where you're actually in the hospital working with teams, seeing patients, um, kind of helping out with some of the procedures there if you're lucky. And that's, that is more like... You know that scene in Gladiator where the emperor like comes out to see Maximus and he's yelling at him, slave, you will remove your helmet and tell me your name. Yeah. That's the third year of med school. So you're a slave. You wear helmets and you don't have a name. That is correct. Interesting. Not so much a helmet as like surgery cap and face mask, but it's very difficult to tell who people are. In the operating right. room. So you're a drone, really, right now. So I'm a drone. Interesting. My name is medical student. 4166. Yes. You have a number, right? I do. <laughs> wow. Interesting. So when do you actually become a name and, uh, you know, get dubbed the sir mad scientist? Maximus? So the sir comes at the end of medical school when you actually graduate and get the MD degree. Okay. And until then... <laughs> Of course, my description there is a little bit of an exaggeration. I've worked with some absolutely fantastic people who know perfectly well who I am and really have valued student input into how we're treating our patients. Yeah. But I don't have the actual authority for another about year and a half. Interesting. Well, I mean, I guess I understand that. You know, you're you're learning. You're trying to figure things out. Oh, yeah. Hmm. So still answering the question of what I want to be when I grow up. But you're looking at what you're leaning towards? 
At this point, uh, the default is looking like pediatric neurology. Okay. So, so I'm doing uh, psychiatry right now and absolutely loving it because the crazy matches my crazy. Nice. So you get to act like they do when they come to you? <laughs> or um, it's because you understand not. them. It's <laughs> because I understand them. More that. <laughs> yeah. um, some of the behaviors, not so much. Really? So like, like, what do you not understand about some of them? Oh, I absolutely understand oh, where they're coming don't do that it's just yeah, not gotcha, something i would gotcha. do of my own free will right you know strolling through the halls singing at the top of my lungs yeah you, you do actually that. sounds like something i would do yeah, i was just gonna say yeah that that's that's you yep <laughs> oh my gosh so you know we have patients that we can't actually see in the main office because they just randomly disrobe all the time yeah hmm. we're like hmm i don't want to have them walking out around. of the room if they're going to be doing that yeah oh man okay so here's here's a question for you i heard a statement recently that i thought was very fascinating that psychologists psychiatrists whatever you know they understand neurology from the more of the mind the thought process but not from the health process you know from the biological health process and then doctors on the other hand primarily understand neurology from the biological health process but less from the psychological or psychiatric process and I'd never heard that before, but I just heard that recently. And I thought, is that really true? To a point. I mean, I yeah, would there's think you obviously should know a both, spectrum. Right? Sure. What's up? I was going to say, I think you should know both. Like that would make sense to, to at least have a good understanding of both. Yeah. And it really depends on where you do your training. I'm in a place that emphasizes more the like psychological aspect, looking oh, at cool. life circumstances, working in kind of personal characteristics, personalities, um, formative life events, spirituality, that sort of thing. Wow. And I'm told that at a lot of other academic centers, they do focus a lot more on like the neuroscience, the neuroanatomy behind all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's a little more towards the basic science component. See, I think that's so great that you're getting a balanced thing because I, when I heard that, I went, that actually does make a lot of sense that realistically in order to understand a person's behavior, for example, um, or even why this is wrong with them, you have to not only understand the biological science aspect, but you have to know, you know, the mental aspect and, and the lifestyle aspect and all of that stuff. Like you, you just have to. Absolutely. And a lot of it has to do with the actual responsibilities of the people involved. Sure. So the psychiatrists, the MDs, their main job is going to be something like medication management. Mm hmm. Where if you understand how neurotransmitters are working or how things are going in the brain, you're better able to understand, you know, what drug are you going to give to control whatever symptoms you're treating. Mm -hmm. So the basic science is very important for them. Whereas if you're more on the therapy side of things, you're going to be more in the weeds and actually trying to understand, you know, how are these thoughts coming up? How do we give you tools to deal with these thoughts? And so they're going to be a lot more on the like lifestyle, personality kind of social environment side of things because they're actually having to use those tools rather than just pills. Well, exactly. And you know, most pharmaceuticals, if not all of them are not designed to cure anything. They're designed to treat symptoms, right? Absolutely. Nothing is curative. Everything is a long-term management. Sure. But I mean, there are things like you could say, change your diet because this food is, you know, if somebody's drinking six, 12 sodas a day, it's going to screw oh, your yeah. brain up, right? So that's a it's cure. usually a little more extreme for us. Um, sure. The treatment plan for half of our patients is stop using drugs and you'll probably be fine. Yeah. Well, that's a cure. <laughs> of course, they might have some permanent damage, of course, but. Oh, naturally. Yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Well, that's cool. I, you know, I'm, I'm glad I asked you that question because I wasn't quite sure how much of a balance to look or, you know, uh, training you were getting because I, you know, I've seen doctors in the past and I know others haven't, so I know I'm not alone in this one, but I've seen doctors that want to prescribe drugs as a cure for everything. And I thought, come on guys, there's more to this, you know, and then I'll go and I'll talk to somebody else who has actually, for example, and, and the reason I talk about nutrition is just because I've been doing a lot of uh, research on it lately. I'll see other doctors who are very well versed in nutrition and will say, this is likely a nutrition issue. For example, it doesn't yeah. need a drug. It needs a change in lifestyle or, you know, this is a stress issue. You know, like why does my heart palpitate at times? I don't need a drug. I need to lower my stress. You know what I mean? So yeah, of course. I, I love that balanced approach. And I feel like, um, you know, there used to be a lot of that 
I don't see as much of that as you know anymore. However, it seems like there's starting to become a shift back to that balanced approach, you know, with uh, with new students anyway. New. I'd like new to think that. Good. Yeah, and my take on that is that, especially in something like psychiatry, but just as much in any other area of medicine, everything is multifactorial. Yeah. There are things related to just the pure science side of things based on your genetics, based on how your body works at its baseline. But then you have so many outside things kind of coming together to form who you are, how your body reacts, things like nutrition, things like stress, things mm-hmm. like education. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it makes sense to me that in treating any one thing, you're going to have to tackle it from all of those different angles in order to get the best possible outcome. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. You know, I had my uh, PT on here recently uh, on the Real Brian show, and we talked about a lot of stuff, but he's really huge on pain management right now uh, because of the opioid crisis mm-hmm. that has uh, recently gotten some pretty big headlines. But he said, you know, there's been this, uh, at least in recent years, this push to just prescribe pills to deal with pain, and people have started to die from it, of course. So now they're like, oh boy, what do we do here? And, and, you know, he's big into the idea of learning how to manage pain, you know, actually at a structural level, you know, something that is actually wrong with your body. And then something that is what he's calling chronic pain, that nothing's wrong anymore, but your brain is used to having pain. So your brain continues to send signals down there. And so now you got to control the pain. And I'd never heard that before. And I was listening to him and, you know, I've learned from stuff from him from, uh, for, for years and all. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is so true. Cause I remember you know, when I was younger, just not thinking about it, like I got a headache. Well, you know what? I don't need to have a headache. I'm just going to start, you know, relaxing a little bit, not have as much of a headache. And the headaches would, you know, typically go away. Then, of course, there is like the muscular pain headaches. There's migraines. I know those are very different scenarios, but oh yeah, there is something to be said about you can manage pain. You can uh, minimize pain with your brain, of course, because that's where it comes from. And then there is something to be said that there is actually something wrong that needs to be treated. But I like that again, that balanced approach. Absolutely. It's great, man. Well, I'm, I'm encouraged by your training. <laughs> so come back to Colorado. You can be my doctor. Cause that'd be good. Cause I actually need to find a, well, and I actually, I, I have a place that I see, but I'm supposed to find a couple of other, you know, uh, specialists here. Of course, if you're right. doing pediatric neurology, I, I, I won't be able to come see you. Maybe if you were like 40 years younger, <laughs> 40, I'm not that old. <laughs> no way. You're not, you're not that much older than me. <laughs> Make that 30. But still, I mean, I, I could be like, hi, doctor, the mad scientist, sir. You've been knighted. <laughs> yes. You're like, dude, get That's out. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> so I was talking to uh, a friend of ours who uh, goes by the name of Rob Dog, and he talked about, you know, in his dentistry profession, he was talking about having like a bat cave. So the entire place would be decorated like Batman's bat cave. What's your I'm plan? I'm with you so far. What's your plan for, for doctor, the mad scientist's, you know, office? Well, clearly I have to have an evil layer. Okay. So kind of like Dr. Evil, like a shaved Hmm. cat just walking around. (laughs) I was thinking something a little more Bond villain-esque with uh, like the aquarium with sharks and And other dangerous things swimming in it. Obviously you have to have the laser beams. Yeah. I like this. You walk in and it's like kind of the sixties feel very, you know, villainy, but yeah, it's like, you know, got the paper mache rock all over the place. Oh, absolutely. You have to have the paper mache rock. And what was it? The volcano layer from you only live twice yeah. where they had like the jungle in the guy's office. Yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. And if you step through the door, you know, before you're called the laser beam, like disintegrates you. Well, yeah, obviously. Uh, otherwise yeah, it just doesn't true. work. Yeah. Nobody respects your boundaries. Otherwise. <laughs> yeah. That's a great point. So that's the end game. <laughs> I'd come to you. That would be awesome. <laughs> Except that you're doing pediatric neuroscience. So yeah, it's going to need to be a little bit cheerier than that. Why not, man? got to prepare the kids for the future. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, you may be disintegrated by a laser beam or a shark that has a laser beam. So get it now, kids. You know, sometimes stuff happens and you have to learn to deal with it. That's right. Learn it young, right? So speaking <laughs> of gaming, um, because that just, nothing in common whatsoever were we i something were we about speaking that. Of that i i thought so i okay well anyway we right, keep going we've been playing overwatch uh, and i've talked about overwatch quite a bit but they have this new custom system now in overwatch which is really cool and you actually get to create your own server and literally customize your game and you know we were playing so funny mango droplet you know joined us last week as well 
<laughs> and and our, our our friends were trying to be the game moderators. And of course, you know, you guys were both like, come on, start the game already. It was really funny. But I mean, to be fair, the customization is extremely detailed. It's very in-depth. There's a lot that you can do in there. And it's like, if you don't get one setting right, it screws up another setting. And so it's a very powerful system. It's very cool. But someone, of course, with a lot of time on their hands, created a predator type gameplay. So, oh dear. Th- yeah, there's a character in there that Sombra, by the way, who can turn herself invisible and run around and, you know, shoot and stuff. Sure. Well, they had basically tweaked it so that she could be invisible most of the time. Um, and then, of course, nobody had any health regens or anything like that. And so the soldiers who do have health regens uh, didn't have that. They would run around and they would try to find her. And she's super fast. So very predator like. But they had a video on it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is really really creative uh and then of course they actually listed out all of the settings that they did so i think we should try that out all right we'll make it happen now granted i've been trying to learn sombra so you got this i like her actually she's cool but then there's another thing that's been going on apparently people come on guys i mean you know we talk about respect we talk about manners you know what i mean i feel like there should be a thing known as gaming etiquette there are people who have really bad attitudes in gaming. And apparently no. there's been... I know! I Really? <laughs> this is news to me. You've never experienced that before? I experience that on a daily basis, Seriously? Brian. Seriously, I know. It's like, what is wrong with these people? But, oh my gosh, I get it. They feel powerful. You know, they have a crappy life. I, I, I get it. You know, you look down at, at what's going on and things suck for them. And so they take it out on you in the game, which is too bad. But it's bullying, right? Anyway, apparently people are, of course, of course, abusing and exploiting the custom game system. (sighs) So thankfully, I will say this about Blizzard. They have instituted things to prevent those kind of exploits and abuse. And they're also starting to ban these customers and customers, clients, gamers, whatever. But thank you. I just want to say I really appreciate the fact that Blizzard does whatever they can to prevent cheating, abuse, exploitation all that it's it's great do you not agree <laughs> no i really do you're like one of those guys in there going oh actually i'm the one who abuses the system and, and hates oh it. absolutely not no yeah i'm just trying to figure out how this would also transfer over to uh the game that i play from blizzard which is heroes of the storm where you automatically get booted if you go afk well that's what, the, what they're doing now because apparently there's a mode called skirmish which is essentially you just run around and and fight and fight and fight and fight and uh, people were just racking up experience points by even just sitting there and going AFK doing nothing um, and now they're one they're booting them after a certain amount of activity and they're also not giving any experience for that mode anymore which I think is okay because again people were abusing the system just like that so now I, I think they're putting a lot more effort into Overwatch than they are Heroes of the Storm though I think they are yeah they're actually. They're actually changing heroes to be more like Overwatch in terms of the leveling system. They just released uh, some updates and they're apparently adopting the loot boxes, the progression system. So interesting things. Yeah. But I think Overwatch is one where they really did it right. And it sounds like they're putting in a lot of good work to make sure that it stays like towards the top as far as quality. I'm really impressed with it. I've, I've told a lot of people that, you know, have not played Overwatch. They're like, oh, what's it like? And I said, you know, it's like... To me, anyway, everything that uh, first-person shooters, you know, the, the PvP kind of things, it's it's everything that FPSs should have been over the years, um, and they really got a lot of things right. Now, granted, you may not like the style of it, but from a from a gameplay perspective, it's one of the best gameplays I've ever experienced. They keep things consistent. They keep fixing things as necessary. And uh, interestingly enough, it is the most optimized game I've played in a long time. I've got games that are like eight years old that don't even run this fast. Wow. So it's like they, whatever they did and the graphics are better in the game. I mean, it's, it's significantly better, but it's much more optimized for just about any kind of computer. I like it, but that's not important right now. Nobody, nobody cares if I like it or not. You know what <laughs> is important? Is. What, no, here's what, is- what, here's what's important. This is the, probably the most important thing ever. I have a coffee grinder again. Mm-hmm. I have freshly roasted coffee again. And I therefore have life. That sounds amazing. Yeah. 
that's the most important part of this show. So if you know if you forget everything else today, remember I have coffee again and therefore I have life. I feel like I really need to get back to that point because right now I'm subsisting on, on a Keurig oh, and those oh little no. canned espresso shots from Starbucks. Oh, I could oh. just hear the disappointment in that groan. It's okay. We have, we have it, therapy for that. All right. Perfect. Yeah. I'll need some of that. No, you know what? To be fair on that though, that is very, very convenient. I mean, it really is. It is. So I, I get it. Staves it. off the inevitable caffeine headache. Yeah. No, I, I, I get it. I, I looked into having a Keurig at one point or uh, what was it? The, what was the name of that thing that they were selling? Ver, Verissimo, right? Verissimo. The espresso thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's, it's kind of like their Keurig, but yeah. Anyway, it's the different pods and all that, but I looked into that stuff and I thought that'll be cool. It's convenient. It's, it's flashy. It's shiny, shiny. <laughs> Mm. and i was all excited and then i was like but it just it isn't fresh coffee it's just i don't know but it's convenient it works i get it so i understand but you know what here's the thing i was talking to somebody and they were saying you know we're 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 trying to get over like heartburn or we're trying to you know i don't know coffee makes my stomach hurt or whatever um or we're trying to save money on coffee and i'm like honestly roasting coffee solves all of those problems you get if you go to the right sources you get some of the highest quality coffee beans in the entire world um the stuff i'm getting is in the top 10% of coffee as far as quality dang son and you roast it so you can if you want dark roast or a light roast it's up to you and of course everything's fresh and i never have stomach aches or heartburn or any kind of issues because you're getting high quality coffee and not to mention it is significantly cheaper because uh, green beans are like a third or a quarter even of the price of premium coffee just because of the labor that goes into roasting it. Perfect. So anyway, just throwing that out there for anybody who's interested. If you're interested, you know, anybody wants to know how to roast coffee, don't come to me because no, I'm just kidding. I'd be happy to <laughs> happy to, you know, talk to you about it. I'm no expert, but. You know, I enjoy it. Now, here's a question for you. This is a very important question, too. Would you All right. Would you run from a bear or a mountain lion? Like, of the two? Like, no, do either, I have to choose one. whether I'd run from one or the other? Well, sure, but I'm just wondering if you'd run or not. It really depends on where I am. Okay. Because everything I've read says that it's really hard to outrun a bear or a mountain lion, so... I don't think I'd be able to outrun them. If there was, like, a tree right next to me, I think I might be able to get to that and climb up. Okay. Okay. But if I'm like standing in the middle of, I don't know, those salt flats out here and there's like nothing for miles, I would not run. Okay. You turn around and stand your ground. Absolutely. Fight it. Has a better chance. Okay. I trust more in my ability to fight off a bear than I do to outrun one. (laughs) I think that's awesome. (laughs) Oh, I did not expect that response actually. All right. No, it's funny. Well, the reason I brought that up is I've been, I was thinking about that. You know, I'm, I'm a huge fan of animals and stuff and, and I've talked about that, but kind of been, you know, we go up into the mountains periodically and uh, up into Estes park and stuff. And it's like, you know, we'll see, we'll see. I don't really see mountain lions or bears ever. That's the one, that's the one thing, but you know, we see elk and we see wolves and uh, coyotes and uh, rams and all that bighorn sheep kind of stuff. So we'll see sure. those kind of things. And I, I know that, Elk can be very dangerous, but they're typically not too terribly aggressive unless it's a, you know, that time of year. But oh yeah. Other than that, no, I mean I I, I really don't mind it. But I was thinking about that and it was kind of going, you know, if a bear came up to me, what would I do? You know, what I would I flee and, you know, terror, would I be you know, afraid? Would I start running? And I'm like, you know, no. I th- I think I actually would be kind of like, dude, just stop. Relax. You know, I'm not here to fight, I'm not here to threaten you. Kind of that attitude, you know. And yeah. uh, just stand my ground. And, and I know they've said that. In fact, I've talked with park rangers in the past that have said, don't run. Uh, well, I guess there's certain bears you're, you're not supposed to. So I guess if it's a grizzly, I don't think you're supposed to fight it because I think you will definitely lose that. <laughs> I think that was yeah. one where you're supposed to get into a ball and, you know, because they'll toss you around a little bit. Um, that sounds right. But if it's a blacker, uh, even most brown bears or whatever they were saying, you know, just just be bigger than them and fight back. So basically anything smaller than you. Cause yeah, we're both pretty tall. Yeah. And I don't think either of us would be bigger than a grizzly. No. And, and most grizzlies are, they have a a completely different scenario when it comes to, you know, 
their prey. Mountain lions, same kind of thing. Apparently, you're supposed to fight back too. Oh yeah, because they're, they're again big. they they're not used to their prey fighting back. So yeah, no, they can be though. Anyway, I I don't know. It's just one of those random things I was thinking about, and I thought this is an interesting question because you know we go up to the mountains and it was beautiful. It was nice. We had rain, by the way. Ooh, I love rain. Mind sending that some of or some of that our way? Well, didn't you have rain recently? We had a little bit, yeah. It's just generally very dry out in Southern California, so yeah, I've I've got relatives. We could out use there. a little bit more. I know, and they were saying that they got tons of rain recently, but then uh, I guess it's been kind of yeah, kind of quiet lately in the rain. I know well, this is the first moisture we've gotten, which is odd for Colorado for quite some time. So it was. At least in our area, it was really, really nice. Wonderful. But we have sunshine today, but the wind is back. Ugh, eh. I hate wind. I do not miss that about Colorado. It's the only thing I don't miss. Yeah. Hey, can I just say one thing? What's that? Brown leather chucks. That is one thing. I am excited. I've been talking about, you know, because <laughs> the whole shoe thing. People are like, dude, you got to have some brown brown leather dress shoes. You know, you got to have those wing tips. Um, and being a size 14 triple a narrow it doesn't work and of course after having the uh the screwed up nerve and everything after the surgery you know heel raises i've talked about all this they don't work right chucks work for me converse chuck taylor's right so i i was like well, hmm. I, wonder, I wonder if i could get like a sort of nicer chuck taylor that could pass for a semi-dress semi-casual kind of shoe that isn't canvas and i went in there and i was like oh dude you can customize shoes this is awesome and it doesn't cost any more to customize them Oh, which I didn't know that. So I was like, oh, I wonder if I could just make like a full brown leather chuck. Um, of course, you have to have the black. It's either black or white on the sole, which is too bad. Well, that's fair. They're a little rubber bumper kind of thingy. <laughs> but yeah, dude, brown leather. And they're so comfortable. And they came in and they oh, I love them. All right, dude. And I, I was not expecting that. No. I, you know what? If somebody comes to me and says, well, those aren't wing tamps. I'm going to I'm going to kick them <laughs> with my brown leather chucks. What do you think? Yes. Think I should? I think that sounds like a good idea. All right. I love it. Now, I've been talking a lot about tabletop games. There's actually something that I haven't checked, but apparently there's a tabletop simulator for the computer. Have you heard of this? I've not. No, this is the first I've heard of it. Well, it's on sale right now this week, I think for like 10 bucks or something, but you buy this and it simulates tabletop games. So, I mean, any game. Uh, and apparently a lot of people have, you know, kind of what do they call that? The, uh, Oh my gosh, I totally forgot the, the the name of it. Anyway, it's the fan community, you know, that basically creates the games or they they do whatever in developers or something. I don't know. Um, I'm totally spacing out, but it's on Steam. You can get this tabletop game simulator and then you can get pretty much any game to go with it and then uh, play online with people. So it's like, hey, you know, you're in California. Wow. I'm in Colorado. We want to play Axis and Allies. We're one of our favorite, you know, tabletop games and we can't because we live, you know, a thousand miles away. So, hey, let's do it online. I didn't know that existed. Neither did I. That's I've cool. been looking for something like that for years. Oh, well, there you go. So I've man. never been able to find someone to play those games with. Well, hey, I'm right here, dude. All right. I love those games. Okay, well, we'll talk about that after the show. All right, we'll make it happen. Now, apparently there's another game, and I just discovered, I know I'm a little late to this one, I understand that, but I just recently discovered what a living card game was. Am I like really late to the party on this one? This is something I've never heard of in my entire life. Okay, so, so you haven't either. Okay, you're ahead good. of me. Good. Well, I, I just literally heard about it a couple weeks ago. And apparently you get a game and uh, it, it's not like magic or any of those kind of games like that. It's it's a it's an actual game. It's a box. You know, you've got your cards in there, but it is card based. But what they mean by living card game is that, you know, additional things will come out and then you can kind of customize, mix and match and customize. And so you never play the same game twice, which I think is cool. It's always a different thing. It's always a new type of game. And you know what I mean? Like some games you play, it's the same thing. And eventually you're like, okay, moving on. Anyway, there was a Star Wars one that I saw. It was really cool. But a friend of mine just pointed out a new game called Android colon Netrunner. So Android Netrunner. But I was looking at it and it's, uh, you know, some kind of a sci-fi style game. And I'm like, this is sweet. I've never played it. I don't know anything about it, but I just wanted to throw it out there because, uh, hey, Maybe somebody knows about it and give some feedback. I'm all for new games. <laughs> uh, new games are always great. I know. All right, let's talk music. You've got a got a song here. Got a song? Yeah, you want to, you know, 
recommend a good song for us? Sure. Um, so what I've been listening to lately is actually a band called The Naked and Famous. Their last album, uh, Simple Forms, is one of the best things I've ever heard. Really? It's, it is so, so good. Um, <laughs> and I love, you know, rock and electronic music, and it just merges it so beautifully. Nice. And so I went to see them last November, actually. One of the best live shows I've been to. That pretty much one of my favorite bands right now. I get very, very excited when talking about these people. <laughs> but uh, the song that they opened with is called The Water Beneath You. And it's just this absolutely beautiful melody, first of all. But also kind of talking about the entire album is about the failure of the relationship between the two lead singers in the band mm. they used to date. They then broke up, but then stayed within the band and are kind of writing about the tension between them now that interesting that's ended. Yeah. And like how to be there for someone when the relationship between you changes and Oh, it's, it's one of my favorite things. Nice. Okay. Well, it's on my list to check out now on Spotify. Cause I wasn't sure. Do it. I will. Well, and you and I tend to have very similar uh, musical tastes, which is interesting. Yeah, that's kind of how we first connected, actually. Uh, well, yeah, because you play drums, I play piano. We used to play in a band together, which was amazing. And, oh yeah, uh, we used to try to come up with some, you know, some fun stuff and and listening to songs that we could recreate. But uh, man, I tell you what, I have not played in a band since you and I played together. Oh man, and I want to. I want to find that style again because you know, here's the thing: it's like when I play with other musicians. First of all, I'm a big team focus right i can do solo i've done solo i've done recitals and concerts and all but i don't want to i want to play with the team i want to play with the band and all that but i love it when it's like okay so for example if i'm leading the band that's great but i love it when the other members are like i want to give input and i want to be creative and you know so regardless of who's in charge it's a team effort it's a creative thing people love being there they're passionate about it they get into the music I haven't been able to find anything like that. Everybody's like either, oh, it's an obligation or they're not creative or they're mechanical or nobody's leading anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. (sighs) It's really frustrating. I want to play, but apparently you're playing with a good band right now, right? I am playing with a great band right now. Nice. I'm playing for a church. It's the sort of place where the entire song service is songs from Beyonce's Lemonade. Really? Because they're speaking on the book Song of Solomon from the Bible. And <laughs> Interesting. they want something relevant to the status of women in society. Interesting. It's a very interesting place to be. Wow. Even more interesting to play music for. Oh, yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that before. Yep. The wow. uh, last time I played for them, uh, the special music. Because we were doing Song of Solomon, which is basically a book about love and marriage and all of that was let's get it on by Marvin Gaye. <laughs> yeah. I can now say that I have played drums on let's get it on in church. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. That's a first. That's awesome. Yep. Wow. Huh? What was the response to that? Not as dramatic as I was kind of expecting or, yeah subtly hoping for but was, people seem to respond very well to it for it being so unusual interesting nobody saw it coming huh well no i can't even imagine that wow well i'm glad I you're finding a good creative band though that's good all right i have to plug seven lions i don't remember if i've plugged them here or not but i love them have you checked mm, yep. seven lines up or him i've I heard guess. a few other things yes yeah. yeah, one guy collaborates with a bunch of different vocalists yes am i having that right yep I've heard a few. They're glorious. Oh my gosh. I'm trying to, he doesn't have that much out, but he does some instrumental stuff. That's incredible. And, uh, some of the other stuff. Wow. I mean, he collaborates with lights. I think he's got a song with, Oh, I'm spacing. Uh, I'll have to look it up, but anyway, really, really great artist. I know he's done stuff with like Ellie Golding. Yes. I've heard one from him with, uh, Curly. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. But yeah. Very, very talented man. Yeah, very, very good. So check check that out. And then um, Paper Root is another band that I kind of like. They've been around for a little while, but they came out with a new album recently. And um, Oh, do they have new stuff? Yeah, there's a song in there that I just love. It's a very slow and, and uh, just a beautiful, almost ethereal song called Untitled. <laughs> okay. Which I love it when a band actually has a song called Untitled, but it's great. I need to go and check that out. Uh, Dance on Our Graves is one of my favorite songs I've ever oh, heard. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. All their stuff is great. I haven't uh, haven't been disappointed by Paper Root or Seven Lines. And I'll check out The Naked and The Famous. 
The naked and famous. It. Sorry, there's no the after that, but <laughs> either one works. Yeah. All right. Probably. So speaking of uh, speaking of things that are good, like music and all that, I have a health tip for you of the week. And of course, my health tips of the week are uh, you know anything. Well, it's it's a it's a very broad scenario here, but I was thinking about this uh, a conversation that I had recently about filling your mind, whether it's reading, watching, listening, doing whatever. Um, but filling your, I guess doing doesn't really fill your mind. So it's more of a filling the mind literally with something that is positive, joyful, enriching, etc. 15 minutes a day. That's all. Just do something for 15 minutes a day that fills your mind with something that is positive, joyful, enriching, and encouraging, you know, all that something that's good though. See how it affects you. And this was based on a conversation that I had recently because, uh, you know, there's a lot of stuff out there that is depressing or dark or sad or negative or whatever. You know what I mean? And and we fill our minds with that stuff, like the news and, and some of the TV shows and movies that are out right now. And it's not to say that they're necessarily bad. And of course, certain things affect us differently. But um, I was thinking about that and I've just kind of, I'm, I'm wanting to do a little bit of an experiment of if we fill our minds 15 minutes a day with good stuff, how that will affect us. And then shoot, even do 15 minutes less of the negative stuff a day and just see what happens. That's my thought. It's actually really funny that you bring that up. Cause that was something that I wanted to mention. Um, really? Cause I just worked with a guy who basically had that as his guidelines for treating depression. Interesting. Where you, it's all about building habits in yeah. your life. Yeah. And you know, it takes, I think the old version was 21 days. It's now they're saying something more like 60, 65 days to build a habit. But his things were exercise and sleeping properly. Mm, that's true. He was talking about just having that daily routine of having something to give you that energy and just continuing to build those habits. And that kind of improves your physical health or mental health and that gets into all of the other areas of your life. So this one, this health tip has the psychiatrist seal of approval. I love that. Well, cool, man. I'm, I'm, I'm glad it's, you know, not just me coming up with something crazy. <laughs> I, I was going to suggest, you know, the health tip of the week is drink more coffee, but this one's That better. is also true. Yeah. I mean, that's a good one. We'll go with that too. I mean, you will live longer. Studies have shown. Totally. And you'll do stupid things faster. So, Hey, Hey, there we go. Well, no, that's great. You said that because I think, um, you know, I've talked about morning routine and a couple of other things, you know, getting your mind focused and centered or whatever you want to call it, basically uh, getting off to the right start every day. And I think that's a big thing. And I've uh, uh, I don't know if you've heard this or not, but I've stopped having my phone in the bedroom. So I don't look Mm. at it the last thing before, you know, I go to bed and I don't get up and look at it when I wake up in the morning anymore. And that has changed my life. Oh my gosh. I had no idea how much that was affecting me. Yeah. I just kind of thought about being very intentional about a 15 minutes a day of something very, very positive and, and enriching and healthy rather than, uh, you know, and if I'm like, well, you know, whatever, or even if it, even if it's like a complaining thing, you know, where, um, you know, you're complaining about something or you're having a bad day and you're venting and it's like even just stopping and saying, I'm going to stop right now. I'm going to focus on something that's really good for 15 minutes, something I'm thankful for. And see if it even negates the negativity of the day. So, yeah, I'm glad that's approved by a psychiatrist. It's exciting. You know what else is really positive? What's that? Affogados. Have you had one? No, I have not. Oh my gosh. Explain this to me. <sighs> okay. Are you sitting down? I am sitting down. Okay, take a deep breath. Okay, it's a couple scoops of ice cream with two shots of espresso drizzled over it and stirred around into a nice creamy, thick drink. What do you think? So I actually thought you were joking when you said, are you sitting down? But I actually need to sit down after hearing that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Do do you need a minute? so incredible. Do you need a moment of silence? Just give me a second. Okay. Okay, I'm good. So... I had forgotten to mention this on the show prior. I don't know why I haven't mentioned this before, um, but yeah, we were, you know, again, up in Estes, up in the mountains and all. And, and there's this glorious coffee shop up there. And I was like, oh my gosh, they, they have avocados. I know other coffee shops do, but I just, that's what the first place I discovered it. And I know it's nothing new, but it was a good reminder of a treat. Mm. 
I recommend it. Anyway, um, go for it. Have fun. Today, when we get off the show, go for it. Get yourself right. an affogato. And you know what? If your coffee shop doesn't serve it, ask for it anyway. That's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful thing. And you can even, you can add into it like a little bit of mint. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Um, you know, like mint makes everything better. Yeah. Like a creme de mint or a peppermint, you know, kind of thing. And uh, even a little bit of dark chocolate if you wanted to kind of drizzled. It's good. All right. So speaking of chocolate, chocolate from Fiji. Hmm. I had some. This was from Nuance Chocolate. We actually talked with Toby Wednesday this week. And uh, I, I got some of the chocolate from Fiji. And oh, my gosh. Beautiful. Glorious. So much flavor. But I don't know if I've talked about the Fiji chocolate, but it was something I had a chance to, to remind myself of this week. And then Sarah ate the rest of it. Oh, well. I was a little disappointed. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We share those things. I have some from Ecuador, too, so we're good. And Ooh. then, dude, get this one. So Meatballs over at our uh, friend's house, it was actually... The one of their kids' birthday parties, and and they had meatballs, but they were elk meatballs, homemade. Oh, beautiful, man! I was eating these things, and I'm like, these are great. These are different. I don't know what they are, but they're really good. I just like sharing great foods that I eat because you know what? I love food. It's so much good. They're actually very healthy. They were gluten free. I mean, obviously, elk. You know, that's kind of grass fed. (laughs) And then they made cupcakes, completely real gluten free cupcakes with cream cheese frosting, all natural ingredients. Even the the purple color was from beet juice. So what? it wasn't like a food coloring or any preservatives. It was all natural. And I, I'm eating this and I'm going, this tastes like the most real cupcake I think I've had in, in so long. I can't even remember because normally cupcakes taste pretty fake to me. That is true. And I'm like, eh, I don't like cupcakes. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll eat it. I don't want to offend anybody. And I'm eating this and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is good. Wow. I'm impressed. Oh, so there you go. I like sharing these foods. So, uh, mad scientist, we need to get you some. I mean, are, you know, you went and got gaming snacks because, like you said, you've had some rough days recently. You went out and you got some gaming snacks, and you said something like six months worth of, of gaming snacks, and and you ate them in like what three days or something like that. Something like that. Some yeah. of them have lasted a little bit longer. I'm only like halfway through the second box of Rice Krispies treats. Okay. So uh, I'm dragging on. it out a little bit. Second box. So like, is a box what like five or five hundred? 40 is what I got. <laughs> wow. It's a good thing you're a uh, training MD. Yeah. I hope you true. don't hurt yourself, man. <laughs> oh, I'm trying. <laughs> Dude. Okay. I, I, I see this. I will say this though. I'm proud of you because you know, you've gone through a pretty tough time recently and, and you know, we all go through difficult times in life. Some of us drown our pain in ways that we shouldn't. And uh, even though, you know, I can't necessarily condone eating crap and stuff that's going to kill you in the long run, I will say this, dude, you have handled it, at least I think, far better than most people that I know, including myself. Oh, thanks. So I just wanted to affirm you on that. Not that you were looking for that, but, you know. Oh, I can always use the affirmation. Sure. The positivity, right? That's right. Okay. That's what we're all about. One last thing I'm going to bring up here and then we'll let this, we'll let this go for the night uh, or for the day. But you know, there's, there's so much more I know we could talk about, but um, I want to, I, I forgot about the show. I've kind of watched this on and off for, I don't know, the past few months or whatever. It's not a new show. Um, it's been on Netflix recently. But I think it came out at least 10 years ago, but it's a show called, first of all, are, are you a fan of magic? I am. Okay. I love Penn and Teller. I love watching those you know, kind of shows Penn and Teller fool us is a great show that I love. Um, and I always, am like trying to figure out how do they do the, the magic and everything, which of course, you know, you're not supposed to know that, but there's a show called magic's biggest secrets finally revealed. I really, really <laughs> wish they would make the title longer because that's just way too easy to remember. Um, I started watching this and have you seen it or heard of it? So when I said I liked magic, this show was the reason why. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> this show was around when I was like, I don't know, maybe like seven or eight. This was like 10 or 15 years ago. Wait, I said oh. seven or eight? Yeah. Like 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. No, I think you're right because it's been, it's been out for a while. I think early 2000s. But yeah. The Masked Magician. Oh, this show is yeah. so, so good. I just discovered it. Yeah. And I was, I was watching some of this and I'm going, oh my gosh, that's how they did that. Oh, that's so and cool. I'm the sort of person who craves knowing how things work. 
So this show was like crack to me. You were you like, were a Mythbusters seeing something guy, right? cool and then understanding, oh yeah, that's how they did it. Yeah. I was a Mythbusters guy too. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've yet right. to watch the uh, follow up on Netflix, White Rabbit Project. Oh, that's what that is. Okay, I was wondering. I saw that show and I was like, "What is this?" Got it. Okay, no, this it's incredible. Now I saw a review on this show and I think this is extremely accurate. If you want to know how things are done, kind of like you just said there, this show is phenomenal about teaching you this kind of stuff. If you love magic and you do not want the quote magic to be spoiled for you and you don't want to know, then don't watch it. Because you do learn, you know, the behind the scenes and you're like, oh, that's, you know, you'll be like, man, I thought that was incredible. Oh, that's all it is. But at the same time, like I, I'm, I'm the same kind of person. I love knowing how these things work. Yep. I think it just adds to the elegance, even knowing that like one simple thing or one simple illusion can yeah. create this entire trick. And, you know, I think it's cool because um, Valentino, the guy that was the master magi- magician, at least oh, in yeah. the first four episodes, um, and I've, I think he performed on Penn and Teller because I, I, I'd seen him around before, uh, but he's been around for a long time. But anyway, he uh, I loved what he was saying when he revealed who he was. He said, you know, the reason I did this was not to spoil magic. It was that these tricks have been done for a long time. I wanted to show you how it was done to give you more of an appreciation of magic. But then also I want to challenge magicians to do something new. And I thought that was so cool. That is so cool. Yeah. I'm I, for some reason, I've always been fascinated with magic and magicians and, and, you know, people doing all these cool tricks and illusionists and all that. And, uh, you know, I was a huge fan of now you see me and now you see me too. And, oh man, beautiful times. All right. Well, I'm, I'm oh, yeah. glad you knew about this because what, what a great show. Oh, it's fantastic. I love it. Well, mad scientist. Thanks for being on, man. This was fun. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Of course. You know, we uh, will have to have you back on again because I know there's so much more to talk about. And Oh, there is. And I would like that. Oh, great, man. Well, hey, thanks for thanks for your time. And uh, feel free to sign off. <laughs> Mad Scientist signing out. <laughs> and thanks for joining us here on Superhero Friday. I got to tell you, I'll be back on Monday. Going to be talking about something interesting going to be chatting about the good, the quick, and the cheap, which was an inspiration that I talked about uh, years ago on ProfitCast. It was a reminder, so I'll share it with you. Have a great weekend. I'm The Real Brian, signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514mediaempire.com.